Hey, welcome to the Walk On Podcast. Following Jesus is a journey, and hopefully this podcast will help you take your next step. Towards the end of the New Testament are two short books, 2nd and 3rd John. They're letters, actually, but but barely even that. Uh, They're just 13 and 14 verses long, respectively. And if you're flipping through the New Testament, you're likely to miss them because they hardly even take up a page of your Bible. And if you're like me, you've probably not given them much time, maybe a quick read here and there. And then you're on to the more important theologically rich books, you know, like Romans. Now, Romans is a book, 16 chapters of some of Paul's densest theological writings. Yet 2nd and 3rd John, these two short letters, hardly take up any space. Is there much in there to get from them at all? Well, recently I've spent some time with these two little letters, and I've come out challenged by them, especially when you hold both of them together. When you hold both of these letters together, it creates a tension that I think speaks to a tension that many of us feel today. So 2nd John opens up with some opening statements And as I read those, I want you to listen to words that are repeated. Second John, the elder to the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth. And not I only, but also all who know the truth because of the truth, which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God, the father and from Jesus Christ, the father's son will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Do you hear a couple of words repeated over and over in these opening statements of this letter? If you were listening, you likely heard truth and love repeated multiple times, talked about in multiple ways. And in these letters, these two concepts, truth and love, aren't just theoretical ideas that John talks about. He addresses issues that these two churches are facing in very practical ways. You see, 2 John was written to a group of churches to warn them of false teachers. Uh, After those opening statements, John goes on and he gives these warnings. He says, many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. And if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. So a strong warning against false teachers and an instruction not to welcome them in. It seems that in that time, there were itinerant teachers traveling from church to church. And John warns that you should be careful who you welcome in because not all of them are teaching the truth. So this strong warning against false teachers and not welcoming them in. 
Now, 3 John is written to a specific individual instead of a church, only one of a couple of letters in our New Testament that are addressed to a specific individual. It's written to a guy named Gaius. And scholars think that Gaius was perhaps a member of one of the churches that 2 John was written to. And in this letter, John takes some time to commend Gaius for welcoming in these traveling teachers. He says, uh, dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from unbelievers. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such people that we may work together for the truth. And then John goes on in the letter and he calls out another member of the church named Diotrephes for not welcoming those traveling teachers. In verse nine, he says, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes who loves to be first will not welcome us. He even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and he puts them out of the church. So it seems that Diotrephes is a leader at one of these churches and he isn't welcoming these traveling teachers in and he even kicks people out of the church that wants to do so. So this is what I find fascinating when you read both of these letters and hold them together. Two short letters, perhaps written to the same churches. And in one, John says, hey, don't welcome false teachers in. And the other, he says, hey, we need to welcome people in. And Diotrephes is wrong for not welcoming these people in. So which is it? I love the tension that exists when you hold these letters next to each other. Right? Should we welcome these traveling teachers in or should we not? What are we to do? Right? What's going on here? Well, like I said earlier, some scholars think these two letters are written to the same church. And they think that Diotrephes heeded John's first instruction to the extreme. In other words, if it's possible that these false teachers are out there, then I'm just not going to let anybody in. Right. Because after all, we have to protect the truth. And so perhaps Diotrephes went to the extreme and said, I'm not welcoming anyone in. I'm not taking the risk of anyone coming in and speaking something that's not true. And so then when word about this came to John, he had to write another letter to say, hey, hey, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Right. We, we still need to be people of hospitality. Yes, we want to protect truth, but we are also called to love truth and love. And these are two predominant themes that you see in these two letters. Second John is addressing wrong truth, these false teachers that are bringing about this wrong truth. But third John is addressing wrong love, that Diotrephes went to the extreme and just wouldn't welcome anyone and didn't show any hospitality and didn't have any love because of his strong stance on truth. Truth and love, two things that I think we mess up still today. And the same challenge that John is addressing to followers of Christ in these letters is the same challenge that I see so many of us struggle with today, this tension between truth and love. And often we, we tend to focus on one or the other, right? There are people chiefly concerned with truth who are always on the lookout for wrong teaching. They're always quick to point out which teachers or authors are on the approved list and which ones are on the naughty list. 
Of course, that list changes depending on the person's tradition or denomination, right? And I've seen some of the most disrespectful comments come from Christians in online debates about theology or biblical interpretations because they want to try to protect the truth. And there's also people who are chiefly concerned with love, that actions speak louder than words. And if we're simply kind enough and if we love people enough, then eventually they'll come around. But the challenge of second and third John is that it can't just be one or the other. You can't focus on one without the other included. You, you can't be just a truth person and you can't be just a love person. It has to be both. Truth and love are linked. You can think of them like two sides of the same coin. Right? You don't say, well, I have a heads or I have a tails. You say, I have a quarter. A quarter is both a heads and a, a tails. And Jesus isn't just truth and he isn't just love. He is both. At the beginning of 2 John in verse 3, John writes this. He says, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. He's saying that those things are with us through Christ in both truth and love. They're linked, they're connected, and you can't have one without the other. So it's not true if it isn't loving. Even if it's factually accurate, even if it's theologically accurate, if it's not partnered with love, it isn't truth. Because love and truth always go together. And it's not love if it isn't true. Even if it feels good, even if it feels right, if it isn't partnered with truth, it's not love. Truth and love are connected. And you can't have one without the other. And then the power of these two things is when they're combined, they drive us to action. Truth and love manifest in action. Right? You don't believe truth, you live it out. You live out what is true in your life. And you don't feel love, you live it out. You express your love in action. And I love how at the beginning of both of these letters, John uses the phrase walking in truth and walking in love, right? Truth and love are something that you walk out. It's manifested in your life. It's put to action. And in John's first letter, in 1 John 3.18, he says this, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Again, that truth and that love are expressed in actions. He says, I don't care what you say you believe. You will prove it. You will show your love and you will show your truth in your actions and the way you live it out. And that is what transforms the world. That is what God is calling his church to be, to hold love and truth together and let those two things impact how we live our lives that we, are, that we are a people that reflect the love and truth of Jesus. And Jesus beautifully embodies these two things, doesn't he? He is truth and he is love and he is not one without the other. He holds them perfectly together. And that's what makes his life so powerful. And that's why 2,000 years later, people are still looking to Jesus as an example of someone to follow and someone to learn from. And so the question is for each of us today, 
Are we holding on to both truth and love? And I want to wrap up this episode just with a moment of prayer and reflection. So I invite you to take a couple of deep breaths and focus your heart and your mind on God's presence with you. I invite you to hold out your left hand in front of you. Imagine your left hand represents truth. How might you embody truth today? How might you live out the truth that you believe with your actions? Now hold up your right hand. Your right hand represents love. And how might you express love today? And how might the love of God guide the actions that you take? Now take both of your hands and bring them together with your fingers interlocking. Both truth and love held together, the two sides of the same coin and take a moment to reflect on how truth and love might guide everything that you do in your coming day. How might your interactions with the people around you be different when you're holding both truth and love together? Jesus, you were the perfect embodiment of truth and love. That's what makes you so good and so worthy of our adoration and so worthy of us following you. And so Holy Spirit, we ask you in this moment to help us reflect both that truth and that love into the world around us. May we be people that hold tightly to both and that truth and love find their synergy together and that it's lived out in the actions of our everyday lives, may we be people that love not just with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of The Walk On Podcast. If you want to stay connected to future episodes that we put out, feel free to subscribe and encourage you to share any of the episodes that you think others in your life will find helpful in helping them take their next step in their journey with Jesus.